This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the internet. Here again is John McElroy. Welcome to our continuing discussion about what's all been going on at Chrysler in the last week with Craig Fitzgerald from Plant and Moran and with Kate Leinbaugh from the Wall Street Journal. Great having you both here to talk about it. And Craig, let me start with you. What's the impact on all these changes on suppliers? I mean, we keep hearing about the banks and the unions and all that, but the suppliers seem to be left out of this discussion. The supply base is every bit as fragile as the OEMs are, really at a tier one level and at a lower tier level. Part of the thing that I think hasn't really been understood is uh, if you don't solve the OEM problem, the tier one problem, and the lower tier problem simultaneously, you really, the system isn't going to work and it will, it will break down. Um, I think the, uh, the $5 billion uh, receivables guarantee program has gone a long way. I think we're going to find that there's a very uh, shared supply base between Chrysler and uh, all the other suppliers going anywhere from as much as 70% shared at GM to as low as 45% with the European supply base. And there's going to have to be some sort of backstopping financially so that, so that they don't send them into liquidation. So this bankruptcy, not paying of the payables, which would be normal and customary, does not send them into liquidation and begin to sort of cause this, this house of cards to fall down. So I think there's going to need to be some additional support for the supply base that I think will be absolutely critical. Uh, do you think we'll get that? Because as you know, uh, the Motor Equipment Manufacturers Association and the Original Equipment Suppliers Association, which is the suppliers lobbying group, asked for $18.5 billion and they never got it. And instead, the government said, no, we'll funnel this $5 billion for the guaranteed receivables, and we're going to funnel it through GM and Chrysler. So they have total say. So you think more money will be forthcoming for suppliers? I, they'll have to be. Uh, I think it was a good start. What they'll do is they'll identify, one, are they going to pay suppliers or not, normal and customary. I mean, it would not be out of the, the pale of, of um, possibility that they will go into a first-day motion and say, I want to pay all my suppliers so I don't disrupt this supply chain. I think that's not unlikely. Uh, if they decide not to do that, then they'll have to quickly identify where there are shared suppliers, particularly between Chrysler and, particularly between Chrysler and GM, and they'll have to identify which of those are financially unviable, and they will have to get them help. Because if they don't, they go into bankruptcy or quiet liquidation, they begin to shut down parts, they begin to shut down assembly lines, and all of a sudden we have the North American supply base. Uh, the entire industry is shut down. And the fragility, I think, of the, of the lower tier suppliers can't be sort of, needs, needs to really be underscored, especially because the OEMs, or, and Chrysler in particular, ha has gutted their purchasing department through um, headcount head reduction. And so people who have knowledge of the vital parts necessary to, to keep these factories running uh, may have taken a buyout in November. And so it's really important to uh, make sure that the tier two and tier three suppliers that, that provide vital parts, like the parts that were needed at the plant, the Chrysler plants in Canada, are still able to function as businesses. And the, and the difficulty is there's very little visibility below tier one level. Uh, the tier ones don't have good visibility in their tier twos, and Chrysler would have no visibility, nor would GM or Ford, for that matter, tier two and below. So the visibility stops very quickly, and it's, it's a problem. What's going to happen now via purchasing and suppliers, as we talk about that, as Chrysler starts to adopt more of Fiat's technology and architecture or platforms, whatever you want to call it, 
I, I've got to imagine this is going to open up the door for a bunch of Fiat suppliers to come to America, or will it just duplicate those parts and components here with existing Chrysler suppliers? I think there, it will uh, provide some opportunities for Fiat suppliers to come here, and then they will tool up for Fiat parts part of the, uh, with part of the supply base that exists. So I think this will be a one-time opportunity for the Fiat supply base, but I think that will be for highly strategic components um, and relatively fewer than more. Mm -hmm. Kate, what's all this mean for the states that have Chrysler operations, uh, particularly the state of Michigan, which has, of course, got Chrysler's uh, headquarters here and a number of assembly plants, engine and stamping plants as well? Well, as you know, the state of Michigan is in quite a state at the moment, and uh, with unemployment rising, the, the effects of a, of a bankruptcy, if you talk to community leaders in Sterling Heights, and can, cannot be... Uh, sort of downplayed enough. I mean, they like to liken it to, say, a nuclear bomb going off. Clearly, that there's the move of a com that this company will emerge, that, th that there will be jobs kept. There will also be jobs lost. lost. Chrysler Financial is merging with GMAC. That's going to mean a, a lot of jobs as well. So I, I don't think that the sense that Chrysler has now a viable business plan if this Chapter 11 pro uh, process proceeds uh, will necessarily mean it's the end of, of, of Michigan's economic woes. And as, as we've said earlier, that there will be plants that are taken offline. There are going to be um, parts of the overcapacity that will be left by the wayside, and that is going to be property taxes for local and state governments. That's going to be employment, which is, of course, will play into income taxes. And so I think you're going to see that the auto crisis is going to continue to weigh on the states that have are heavily reliant on uh, Chrysler and GM. Darn, I, I was hoping it was going to get better. Craig, uh, you see it the same way? We're, we're still going to be burdened by this auto industry for some time? Identically the same way. We've got to take the capacity out, the capacities in suppliers, it's in dealers, it's in um, uh, assembly and tool makers, it's in the design staffs, it's really in every aspect of the business. Uh, they've taken a lot of costs out, so I'd give them very high marks. But if you really look at uh, have they gotten to the, the levels they really need to be at, they probably are not quite yet. And for states like Michigan and Ohio and Indiana and Illinois, um, they're going to have a rough next couple years adjusting to the, the secondary um, uh, economic impacts that are, we still haven't yet quite felt. How low do you have to go, though? I mean, we're, we're bumping around uh, uh, an annualized sales rate for the industry in the U.S. of about 9.8 million, give or take. But we're, we're in a, a, a collapse of the global economy. I mean, this is a, a once-in-a-hundred-year kind of a thing, you would think. How much do you have to cut when what we're living through now is definitely not the norm? We'll probably see things get better in terms of car sales. Um, I, I agree with you. I think, uh, I think the levels that they are, they are at today, though, are not sustainable. I think there'll need to be some remixing. There have been staffs, you mentioned it, just decimated at, at CTC, for instance, uh, and they're going to have to re restaff some of those. But I think in general, the uh, sales general administrative and engineering burdens are still too high for the Detroit Three, and I think they're going to have to come down modestly from where they are today. And you see the same thing, Kate? Yeah, I mean, I think, but I also agree that 
you know, I, you talk to dealers right now, and they're, they're like, especially Chrysler dealers, and they say, well, April is actually a good month for us. Mm -hmm. And now you end April with bankruptcy. I mean, you know, they, it sort of feels like try as they might, they can't, can't get a step forward. So, yeah, I think you are starting to see sales come back. But it's, it's a slow process up. It's going to be a slow climb up. And, you know, through that process, I think I, I totally agree that you will see uh, a leaner, meaner companies, which for, for states that depend on the, on the revenue of, of, and, uh, of these companies and the retailers associated with, with who benefit from that employment, it's going to be a tough couple of years. Real good. Well, Kate Linebaugh from The Wall Street Journal, Craig Fitzgerald from Plant and Moran, thanks for sticking around and talking a bit more about what's going on at Chrysler.